Get that water out of the goddamn huddle. I'll tell you when you get a fucking water break. Welcome to the Buccaneers Observer Podcast. This is Ralph Phillips. I am Molly Bay. Today is February 12th, 2020. Coincides with Jameis Winston's new vision. Lots of news today. Is every intro in 2020 <laughs> going to have to do something with James' yeah. you can't, vision? You can't pass up that type of good lead, man. 2020, 2020, it's all about the vision. Lots of good news happening today. It's so funny. We were working on our Jameis Winston pros and cons debate podcast. Had it all ready. We're going to do it tonight. And then, boom, all this stuff happened. I'm just really excited about football again. A lot of good stuff to talk about. Yeah. January, I kind of took off. For the month. Yeah, you kind of have to. But when you're not in the playoffs in the Super Bowl and you just get bleh. I wonder if the players feel that way too. Like they're oh, just you know they do. chilling for like a straight month. That's yeah. what I'd be doing. Somewhere warm, preferably. Getting all fat and happy. Yeah. Drinking the margaritas on the beach. Mm-hmm. All right, so the big news today. The Buccaneers are getting new uniforms. There was a teaser video posted by the Buccaneers. It was a cool video. I thought it was really well done. It's yeah, hard to explain, so if you haven't seen it, go check it out. It's like a minute long. Yeah, they kind of gave a few hints as to what it's going to be. We don't know yet, which that's the nervous part. Uh, the new uniforms, though, are coming. It appears they're going to be throwbacks to the glory days, which to me... Whatever that means. It can't be the... Uh, the creamsicle. Creamsicle. No, I don't think so Not a whole either. lot of glory going on in those days. But they did have a lot of orange in the video. Like yes. the guy, it's like a guy. Graffiti. Pla- yeah, gra- graffiti basically. And he had like an orange watch band. Mm-hmm. And the colors few- were orange on the graffiti he did. Yeah, he had like a stencil of the Buccaneer ship. So there was an orange on there. But there was still a lot of red, so I'm not too concerned that they're getting rid of that part. Yeah, you saw the orange, red, and pewter stood out. Uh, there was a little bit of white. Now, there was a... There's been all kinds of rumors going on with this for quite a while, actually, but there was a Nike insider on Reddit uh, a while back who said that the helmets are going to be white, and the jersey and pants had a gradient going from white to creamsicle to red and then back. That was like the uh, as a reference to the Utah Jazz gradient uniforms, and he mentioned it kind of looked like a tequila sunrise. You had a drink. I like tequila sunrises, but they made me barf on time. <laughs> Hopefully, the uniforms won't make you barf. <laughs> and I don't know how I would feel about a white helmet, but it would make sense that then they'd be able to do their throwback uniforms too. The reason why they haven't done their throwback uniforms is because the NFL's mandated that players have to use the same helmets all year long. And our helmets are pewter, our throwbacks are white, so we can't do the throwback uniforms. If we had white helmets... We can't, or they just don't match. Oh, I don't know. Well, they wouldn't match, so we can't. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> so, a white helmet, I don't know how I feel about that. I'd have to see I it. love the helmets as they are. Oh, yeah. Don't change the helmets, I would suggest. But... If you change the color only, I could probably get used to it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They might go to white instead of pewter helmets. No, no, we'll see. It, it's really kind of nerve-wracking because, believe it or not, it's a big deal. I became a fan in part because of the colors. They switched from the orange to the red, and red's my favorite color, and it just so happened to coincide with Hardy Nickerson going to the team. I was a the big fan of Hardy Nickerson. stars aligned. It all aligned. So you talk to a lot of people about, you know, especially when they're out-of-state fans, why they pick what teams they pick to be fans of. You pro- you'll probably get 30% of the people will say it's the colors. They 
they might not admit it right away, but you know, colors mean a lot. Uniforms mean a lot. The logos mean a lot. They're there for a reason. So hopefully they won't screw this up. Again, like I said, the word mark to me is beautiful. It's a piece of art. I hope they don't change that. I really like the big logo, the flag. They got rid of the comb over with the skull. Love that. I can never unsee that. And you never told me about it until I think we changed the logo. Mm, yeah, well, because I didn't want to point it out to you. Because <laughs> it is one of those things where you once you see it, it, you can't unsee it. So, so I guess jerseys are going to be heavily discounted, they which are. we talked about before. Yeah, we talked last podcast we were talking about. I need to check them out. Yeah. But I saw a mock-up of the gradient uniforms for the Buccaneers, and I liked them. They looked good. A little too much orange for me. I prefer red, but it looked good. When you say a gradient, like it just fades from one color to the other? Yeah. No other uniform in the NFL looks like that, right? No, the Jaguars did it on their helmets for a couple years. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, but yeah, no uniforms so have a gradient. it's a very different look. It would be a very, very different Well, one. and that would be interesting, too, because how many fans are we... If they look cool, if they do it well, how many fans would we get? Because right. it's it's eye-catching, it's different. Yeah, it's a big deal. It would definitely bring people into the fan base. And you might think, well, that's a crappy reason to be a fan of a football team, but you know, it's just as good as any other reason. It doesn't matter as long as we get fans. That's what's important. Get that fan base going so we get some national TV games. Some of the players had some thoughts, too. Ryan Jensen wants the creamsicles back, <laughs> which I love. Probably because he's a ginger, so it would match. <laughs> and then Donovan responded to him and said, basically, like, no, I want something that looks cool. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, the creamsicles are not really cool or intimidating, especially the bucko brews. That was just so, you know. A Make it Bruce Arians, and I'm with you. But then it'd only be good for as long <laughs> as he was here. Fired. Could you imagine another coach coming in going, I'm not going to coach a team <laughs> with the previous coach's face on the helmet. Uh, the Browns, Rams, and Atlanta Falcons are all getting new uniforms this year as well. Now, this is unusual because the NFL only in the past has allowed two teams or about two teams a year to change their uniforms. Now, the Browns are not totally changing their uniforms. I think they're going back to their older uniforms, which – What's the difference? I'd, they always look the same to me. The Browns have had the same uniform base. I really like the lettering down the side of their legs, but I think I was the only person in existence that liked them. So I think they're doing away with that, just going back to their old Browns thing. But the Rams and the Falcons are getting a complete overhaul. Uh, the Falcons will uh, show off their new uniforms in April. That's probably when our new uniforms will be uh, showing off. I don't want to wait that long. Why would they do this to us? Yeah, it's fun. That sucks. Gives us something to look how excited we are. It's two months away. Right? I guess, but <laughs> I was thinking, like, maybe they'll show it next week. Yeah, they'll probably start leaking little things out and do some more videos. About, I heard they're doing more videos like they did oh, with the cool. teaser today. Okay. Yeah. Uh, now, uniforms can be changed once every five years, except there's two exceptions when you get a new owner or when the team changes locations now the rams are changing locations so they're getting to redo their uniform where are they going uh, they're getting a new stadium in los angeles oh coliseum or some crap like that i don't remember uh but the falcons like i said they're getting a totally new look that'll be interesting so we're going to have two teams in our division with totally new looks and that's that's another thing i want to get to we might not change do an overhaul we could just change a few things. 
And I don't know how the NFL – I know you have to notify the NFL a year in advance when you're going to change your uniform. I don't know how much of a change you have to notify them for. And I don't know if this – if you just change a few things like the colors on the shoulder pads or the numbers or something simple like that, if that's considered you know, a, one of those five-year period changes. Don't know. But we, it, that might be a thing. They might just be changing a few small details. We don't know yet. Don't know anything yet. Nobody knows anything. Unless, of course, you want to take the word of that supposed Nike insider. But he said that the pewter was done, that they weren't going to have any pewter. But on this teaser trailer, there was plenty of pewter. So we'll see. We'll see. The, <laughs> there was funny. Uh, Gil Garcia, he, he writes for Bucks Nation. He had just written an article yesterday. The title of it was, Put the uniform talk to rest. That was the title. Yeah. Oh, he's been getting he's been getting dumped on all day. Uh, but he had just posted that yesterday, and he said he had an inside source that said no changes were coming to the uniform. Well, that source was clearly not in <laughs> <Yeah>. on the <laughs> I decision. I wouldn't trust that guy anymore. That would be the end of my writing what he says. That anonymous source was not very good. So, yeah, he's been getting a hard time by everybody today. So that's exciting. I mean... Yeah, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. Means uh, we get to buy all new uniforms and jackets and stuff. You know, I've got so much red in my wardrobe. See, they you need not. the creamsicle to no. cut. You need a change, Ralph. I've got, I've got one piece of creamsicle apparel. A hat. A hat. And it doesn't just, even count. I don't look good, Norris. You don't even wear hats. <laughs> <laughs> all right, another big piece of news. You got anything else to say about the uniforms? I wish they would just come out with it. I don't want to wait. You're too impatient. I'm impatient. We're going to get to see all kinds of mock-up. You know, they've been doing it all year, though. People have been doing mock-up uniforms for the Buccaneers because there's been rumors that we're going to get the change. And some of them are pretty good. Some of them are pretty good. Some of them look like crap, though, but it's, you know, to each his own. I, I'm really concerned. My biggest concern is the word mark and the helmet. Everything else I can live with, but, you know, if they change the flag back to Bucko Bruce or... You know, make the helmets. I don't think they're going to because on the teaser trailer, it still had the same logo. It actually had the ship yeah. with the new logo. So yeah. I don't think that they're going to go back to Bucko. I don't think so either. But you never know. Right. You never know. I didn't think they'd do alarm clock numbers either. But <laughs> <laughs> they surprised us all with that one. God, it would be so nice to be watch game film now and not have to fight with those numbers maybe anymore. but like what if it's a gradient and then you can't <laughs> read because of the colors it could be worse huh? yeah <laughs> no i don't think anything could be worse the numbers on the shoulders you can't see at all and the numbers on the because the shoulders are so small too i could i could read the numbers on They're the like little teams. crop sleeves yeah like a women's shirt well they they were they were red numbers on that pewter color on the shoulders and you just couldn't see the numbers at all not at all. A lot of times you couldn't even tell there were numbers on there. But I, I'm excited. I was excited last time they, they busted out the new uniforms. And I, I was excited at first when I saw them, mainly because all that I was looking at was the logo. And I was like, ooh, I really like that. And, and the, the helmet was cool. The, oh, yeah, the helmet. That was that was my main thing. I was looking at it. I was like, that is awesome. And they redid the skull and the flag. It looked beautiful. And they enlarged it. And they put that chrome grill on there. I love the chrome grill. I love the chrome grill, too. But that might be gone. Don't that would look cool on a white helmet. So Jameis Winston has played his whole career in this uniform. Is that correct? Because I think we changed him, what, 2014? Got him 2015? 16? Yeah. How do we not know this? We're the worst fans ever. 
I think we we drafted him in 15. Or 14. <laughs> Dang it. No, it was it was 15 because it was Lovey's second year and Josh McCown was the quarterback the first year. 2015. What I said. Yep. That's right. And we got the new jerseys in 2014, I want to say. 2014. Yep. All right. So, yeah, James Winston has played his whole career in these uniforms. That This is going to be a perfect segue. James Winston is going to get new uniform, and he's going to be able to see them. <laughs> <laughs> because James Winston has been released, got surgery on his eyes. There were a couple of Twitter users last week that were saying they have sources close to Jameis that said he got LASIK. It was Corey Hayes and Jameis, one of one, and they got poo-pooed. And then... Oh, yeah, it was a big fight on Twitter yeah, between the kerfuffle. established media and these guys were just going at it. It was some good fighting, actually. And then Rick Stroud came out with an article today confirming it. Yeah, <laughs> and well, then Jenna Lane also. Well... Uh, James Winston's agent came out and said it. So that's why they, the mainstream media was like, oh, okay, well, well, we'll trust this guy. Well, Rick published it first. Let's go with that. He said the team did not make Jameis do it. <laughs> I don't think they could make him do no, it. No, obviously not. There's some HIPAA laws against that or right, something. Right, yeah. <laughs> they tied him down. <laughs> Clockwork orange. Yeah. Uh, they say he got LASIK. That's what everybody's saying. But we don't know if it was LASIK yet or not. Uh, well, LASIK is just like the technique. I don't. Yeah. I use LASIK to say any kind of corrective well, I, eye I surgery. I think that's what's being used here because LASIK, it, they don't suggest that to uh, athletes because you do cut the cornea and that flap can come loose if you get jarred around enough. There's other techniques that you use. I can't remember the name of it, like Marsip or Marks or something like that. But, you know, it's it's less of a cutting of the corneas type. Is it more laser? More laser, know. less knife. I don't know. <laughs> That's what surprised me. When you got LASIK, I always thought LASIK was, you know, they just used a laser and shaved That's what I thought, too. Yeah, uh-uh. No, they slice your eyeball open, pull first, that flap first back. First, they suck it out with this machine. Ah. Like, it was awful. I would not... I would do it again. Well, I don't regret doing it, but I don't know. If I ever had to get, like, touched up or something, I think I'd just go back to glasses. I don't know. Really? It was a little traumatizing. There was not enough Valium on the planet. She would, <laughs> and it was painful. It was painful afterwards. She would not watch the video because we had, uh, let me see, They this place we went to, they actually did a narration video of the procedure. It was funny because I'm sitting there with my cell phone. And I'm videoing it. And she's in like this observatory room with glass walls. Everybody could just sit there and see the operation going on. And the operation was up on these big screens. And, you know, they're, they're cutting all up in her eyeball and stuff. And I'm sitting there filming it. And I'm hearing this lady talk. And she was like talking about what was going on. I turn around and she's sitting there filming it. It was part of the service. And after, after the surgery was done, she handed us this USB and was like, here's your video of the procedure. I was like, oh, that's cool. Molly will not watch it. She does I don't not, even know where it is. She doesn't not want to see it. <laughs> it was hard. Well, I had a lot of pain in one of my eyes. And then after the surgery, it turns out it's like filled with blood. It, it was a bruise, basically, but it looked like it was filled with blood. So I'd walk around like that for about three weeks. It's bruised. Looked like look, a zombie. Looked like I'd been beating her. <laughs> I kept telling everybody, no, I hit her on the other side. That's <laughs> That's the uh, that's the that's the surgery there. If only I had listened the first time. <laughs> so you know that's a big deal. Him getting 
the surgery because you had brought up when we had talked about this guy. We talked about it quite a bit during the season, and you were the first one I know that brought it up. Now Rick Stroud claims that he has asked about it every year. I don't ever recall him asking about it. I'm not saying he's not telling the truth. I just don't recall it. You're the first person I knew that brought up that he might be nearsighted because that's what you were. And you talked on the podcast. Uh, I can't remember which podcast it was, but how nearsightedness doesn't just make it difficult to see things at a distance. It also blurs colors. You know, I didn't know that. And that, that's a really big thing. And I, I wanted to, when I was doing the interception video, to look and pay attention if the colors were uh, starkly contrasted with the guys he threw the interceptions with. Because, you know, like the Atlanta Falcons, they're very similar to our colors. Yeah. And, you know, that last interception he threw, that was, that was just a bad decision. And, you know, he might, you know, the colors might have blurred and it might have looked like one person standing there instead of two. So... It might be. I think it'll make a huge difference with Jameis Winston. And since I've got the uh, pro or the con argument with the Jameis Winston thing, I was like, man, I wish I had the con <laughs> because this is a really good one to go, hey, maybe this will you know, cut down on some of Jameis Winston's bad decision-making. Because I'm going to add that to my list. Yeah, you used to wear glasses and contacts, got LASIK, boom, you haven't – I mean, you've got – not perfect vision, but it's 2020. Yeah. Is that perfect? That's perfect. Mm-hmm. I think that's average. I do get like halos with light occasionally. Well, we'll just have him play in a dim stadium. Right. We'll turn I the mean, lights down. For me, I think it's more related to dry eye, which I always had with contacts anyway, but I never used eye drops and I still don't. I probably should. But like at night, if I'm watching TV, sometimes. I get some halos. Well, let me ask you this. If you, when you had, uh, before you had LASIK, do you think you could have thrown a ball at a target uh, 50 it, feet away? No. You, you would not no. have been able to see Never. the target? No. Uh, probably not even five feet away. <laughs> well, I have no hand-eye coordination anyway. Well. <laughs> Are you saying with glasses or contacts or without? Without. Without. No, unequivocally No. Absolutely not. Do you think you could now? I'm not saying throw it, but be able to see something. Oh, yeah. Yes. So you think it's going to make a big difference with Jameis Winston? Yeah, I think it'll make a difference. Absolutely. I wonder what... Just your clarity and... I mean, even if his vision was not as bad as mine. Mine was like 2,400. My contact prescription, it was a negative 5.25. People who wear contacts will understand. Yeah, I'm sitting there going, I hear (laughs) numbers. I don't know what that means. (laughs) Uh, It sounds bad. (laughs) But I also had an astigmatism, so that makes it difficult, too. Like, your eye is more oblong, so... Uh, and it was just in the one eye. Damn, you're all messed up. Yeah. <laughs> you said, like, a cyclops or something. Uh, so, yeah, it was just... And getting LASIK and just being able to see, it's just the having more clarity... Um, being able to distinguish between things. Someone on Twitter brought up depth perception. My depth perception wasn't great beforehand, and my surgeon said it wasn't going to improve with LASIK, but it could. I don't know. It could for Jameis. That's just what my doctor said. Well, I don't feel like Jameis Winston has a problem with depth perception. Yeah. It doesn't seem to be the issue. What I see, what I feel like he has an issue with, is just seeing the defenders. Like interpreting what's going on around him. 
I mean, he'll, he'll throw the ball when there's a defender right next to his receiver. You know, and it's almost like he doesn't even see the defender. You know, so it, it might be like you alluded to that it's it's just a blur at that distance. The colors blur together, and the, mm-hmm. you can't really see edges and outlines and shapes. So yeah, nothing. If I could see the color, it's a blob. Wow, could you imagine if he gets good eyesight and goes out there and just you know throws another fifty one hundred yard season, which he might even improve on that, and uh, has like five interceptions. <laughs> yeah. Could you imagine how awesome that would be? You know, 35 touchdowns, five interceptions, even 10 interceptions. <laughs> I'd be happy with 15 interceptions. That's like his norm. Uh, last season was definitely an anomaly. Yeah. The 30. Yeah. We hope. Not an upward trend. No, I don't think there's any way. I don't think it's hanging around. But you got to give props to Jameis Winston for going through that because, I mean, here he is. He has no contract. He's not even, like, officially with a team. You know, I mean, he's still with the Buccaneers by contract, but I mean, until he signs another one, he's not really with a team right now. And he could have messed up his eyes. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's still a that, risk. Yeah, there's always that risk, but he took that risk. I think when I got it done, they told me it was like 3%. I mean, could you imagine if he went in, got his eyes messed up, and that was the end of his football career? Oof. Eesh. No guaranteed money, no contract, nothing. He's just done. That's it. Out. Boom. Uh, well, you know, he took a risk. It sounds to me like he's uh, he's wanting to play, wanting to get as good as he can get. Uh, there was also rumors that he had surgery on his knee. Oh, yeah, a, me- a meniscus repair. And his thumb, right? I mean, his thumb Yeah, was... he had surgery on the thumb. He's just getting all kinds of surgery. He, mu- he must be... He must have... Uh, Insurance with the Buccaneers through like the end of February. <laughs> so he's trying to get it all done now. <laughs> yeah, he don't want to touch that twenty-one million they gave. Right, he right. He's going to use their insurance. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, maybe oh, maybe he's getting bionic parts too. That'd be cool. <laughs> maybe they put a camera in his eye or something, you know, where he could like zoom in on stuff. The bionic man <laughs> make him blah 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 blah. We'll make him stronger, <laughs> faster. That was before my time, and Ralph made me watch it a few weeks ago. I just made you watch some of it, just how funny it was. Oh, my gosh. It was that sound effect. That everything he did, it was like... He'd lift up, a, he'd take the garbage out, he'd pull it out of the trash can. And Ralph, your age is showing. Whatever. <laughs> Don't be an ageist. <laughs> so, yeah, that's exciting. That's a lot of exciting. That's two big, exciting things that just, boom, landed like a bomb today. I mean, we kind of knew about the LASIK stuff, but we didn't know, no. And we kind of knew about the uniform stuff, but we didn't know, no. Now we know, no. There are no no knowns. There's no unknowns that we don't know about (laughs) right now. (laughs) It is strange, though, that the NFL is allowing, that'll be four teams that are changing their uniforms this year. That'll be the most by far they've ever had. They, They might be doing that to make up for the fact that they're making Jacksonville play in basically all their home games in London this year. Oh, they are? Yeah, they're doing... What? Yeah. It's not that bad, but... They're playing two consecutive games in London in 2020. Oh, well, that's not that bad. They get time to acclimate. And plus, they're going to lose anyway, so... But they're both home games. Oh. So Jacksonville fans are really getting screwed. But again, they don't really have that home field advantage either. Oh. Where's the lie? (laughs) (laughs) They are giving the Jacksonville Jaguars... Fans a fifty percent discount on preseason games and favorable variable pricing on the six regular season games. Ooh, that's rough. That six. will result in an overall average ticket price reduction of five percent. What's five percent of five dollars? 
So you, you can buy a Jacksonville Jaguar ticket for $4 now. That's not even the math. I don't know. That, that was way off. <laughs> that joke just totally flopped. It's 25 cents. Look, you're sitting there doing the math. I did. You don't even have a calculator there. Yeah, so, you know, maybe the maybe the NFL's buttering up the fan bases for stuff like that. So, yeah, we'll let four teams go ahead and change this year so maybe they can get 17-game season next year and every team will have to play two home games in London and Mexico and all that stuff. Things are getting weird in the NFL, man. Uh, Phillip Rivers, gone from Chargers. It's official. He's gone. Oh, it is. Yes. What are they, are they going to draft somebody or are they doing free agency? I would imagine they would draft. Don't know. I don't really follow the Chargers. Yeah, I don't really care. <laughs> it is. It's just such a weird time. It's uh... it is a really, really weird. I think this is going to be the weirdest offseason in the NFL that I can remember. Other than like the 1980s uh, um, lockout. That was a really weird season. But And, you know, it's going to be so much to keep track of. Yeah, I mean, Tom Brady, Drew Brees. Oh, God. Joe Buck's fan hasn't shut up about Tom Brady. Like, every time I go on Twitter, they've got another article about Tom Brady. Really? Yeah. What, they want him? I don't know. The one I read today, <laughs> they were talking about Chris Sims said Brady wouldn't be a fit in Tampa. No, he wouldn't at all. Yeah. With B.A., they'd clash, that kind of stuff. Yeah, just his style of play is... I, I, yeah. Same with Phillip Rivers. I don't. Uh, Phillip Rivers could fit in the system, but you know he's just an older version of James Winston. Yeah. You, know, I, I, you hear a lot of people saying, we need to get Phillip Rivers... You know, and I like Philip Rivers as a person. I like him as a player, but I'm, you know, I'm not, not an upgrade. Yeah, he wouldn't be an upgrade. I don't think. He has a lot of changes coming to the NFL, man. A lot of changes. This might be the last year of 16 game season. Still haven't heard anything about the CBA. What's what's happening there? They had that meeting. I think it was Sunday, and uh, haven't heard a word about it. But we still got a whole year to pound it out. I think they'll get it done probably before this season starts. So we'll know. Probably at the beginning of this season, whether we'll have 17 games next year. Greg Olson had visited the Seahawks. Just found that interesting. Why would anyone sign him? He's so old and injury prone. <laughs> and, and weird. He's done. He's he, so weird. He is. He is so injury prone. I mean, God, he's he's well. You know, it's kind of like Gronkowski was towards the end of his career. You know, it's like you're lucky if you got you know six games out of him, right. eight games out of him in a year. When you did, they were good games usually, but. Yeah, I mean, he's got talent, but he's just... He is a weird dude, though. He's a weird dude, and he's always hurt. So, you're going to have him on the bench <laughs> talking up the other players <laughs> during a game? Like he did with his son. Oh, my gosh. Or son when they were playing football. And what was his son, like five or six? He's out there yelling at him yelling with his friends. Yelling at him. Yeah. Catch the ball! Shaquille Barrett weighed in a little bit on the Jameis Winston thing. Now, if you haven't been following, Shaquille Barrett has said he would take a lower price contract to stay with Tampa Bay. He really, really wants to stay with Tampa Bay. I looked into this as far as I could. The guy can't stand moving. He hates to move. Oh, I'm with him. Yeah, I am too. I think most people are. And But, you know, you're going to get paid. You could, like, pay somebody to do all the moving for you. Well, I think he just doesn't like going to a new area. Yeah. He did this in college. In college, uh, he was playing with the small uh, Nebraska-Omaha college. And when they got rid of their football program, Shaq chose to stay in the region and transfer to Colorado State, even though he was given a full scholarship offer to North Dakota. So he stayed at Colorado State and then went and played for the Broncos. Right, exactly, yeah. <laughs> and uh, he, he he stayed as an undrafted rookie and 
<laughs> he took $10,000 to sign with the Broncos just so that he wouldn't have to move. <laughs> right? And then that is when he discovered his disdain for income taxes. He said, this is according to Joe Buck's fan, he said his $10,000 check he got from the Broncos actually was 6500 after the government took its cut. <laughs> he said, and... uh so you combine the two, you know, because Florida doesn't have income tax, so he just keeps his paycheck, and he doesn't like to move. He's willing to give him a discount. And the guy really, really wants to stay with the Buccaneers, you know, because they did give him a chance. They gave him the starting job, you know, and now he's a superstar, thanks to Bruce Arians and Todd Bowles. And the guy's just a happy dude, man. I, I love watching interviews with him. He's just bursting with uh, energy and positivity. He's just really happy to be alive, it seems, you know. All of his mic'd up episodes are really good like yeah. that, too. He's always He's singing. He's fun and entertaining. Yes. And, oh, I'm, I'm not going to bring this up until the Jameis Winston. Eh, I don't no, know. No, come on. I got say to, it. I got to say it now. Uh, there was a, during the Super Bowl, I don't know if you remember, before the game, there was 32 kids that ran out on the field, little little kids. Yeah. Uh, well, one of them was representing the Buccaneers. He was from St. Petersburg, I think. I'm not sure. Don't quote me on that. And they asked him, you know, you can get whatever jersey you want. You can wear it out there. Who's your favorite player? Player. Guess who he said? Shaq Barrett. Shaq Barrett. So he wore Shaq Barrett's uniform representing the Buccaneers at the Super Bowl. Ah, that's cool. Yeah. And Shaq Barrett, uh, like, met him at the Pro Bowl and all this stuff. And you gave him the jersey and all that. So it was, it was pretty cool. So Shaq Barrett's getting... Fans, you know, people like Shaq Barrett. Just yeah. one because he's just awesome in his play, and two because he's got a great personality. Man, he seems like a really cool dude. So you know, he's a he's a net plus for the Buccaneers, not just for his on field performance, but his attraction, bringing people to the fan base. I was always, well, growing up, you know, I've been into football since I was four or five years old. Play football all throughout my, uh, not adult life. What's it, what is it before you become an adult? Adolescence. Adolescence. Yeah, there you go. It's been so long, I forgot. And, uh, you know, just football has always been a part of my life, always. And I liked players when I was growing up. You know, it was players. It was Mean Joe Green and um, Roger Staubach and Lynn Swan. And, you know, I mean, it's just – and so I always followed players. And that's how I became a Buccaneers fan. I've said this before. You know, I was a big fan of Hardy Nickerson when he was with Pittsburgh – then he went to the Buccaneers, so I followed him to the Buccaneers. And then when they changed their uniforms and they had Warren Sapp and John Lynch and uh, Mark Dunn and all these guys. I mean, it was just a – I just fell in love with the whole team. You know, it just – it was just such a great group of guys. And that's what we're getting now with the Buccaneers. And me and you have talked about that ever since you've been a fan, is that we have so much churn. There's so much turnover with our teams every year or – Every few years, you know, from head coaches to general managers to uniforms to players, you know, we always have to sit here and memorize numbers that players every year. We go, who is this guy? And, you know, it just, it just seems like every year, every two years, the roster is completely different. Fans can't get attached to that. New fans, anyhow. You know, if you're already a fan, you can follow this stuff. But, you know, somebody who's just getting into football, they're – you know they're not gonna be able to follow the team if they're if they're into a player and that play like if Shaq Barrett were to go to Baltimore, all of his fans, all of his new fans are gonna go with him to Baltimore. You know, so you, you got to build a bunch of personalities and characters and players on your team to draw in as those new fans. And it looks like that's what we're doing. So yeah, I like that Shaq Barrett man. Actually, he's gonna be my next jersey I get. I think I don't know. I'm between him and Vita Vale. I really want a Vita Vale, and I want a Sue jersey too, just because. <laughs> 
And gosh, I want man, I want I want everybody's jersey on this team. <laughs> I really do. Chris Godwin, Mike Evans. I've got a Mike Evans. Yeah, you got Mike Evans. Uh, James Winston, Ali Marpet. I, and you know what? I want a Donovan Smith jersey now. He played so good last year. Just totally blew me out of the water. Because, you know, I've ragged on him ever since he's gotten here. He's just not played well. The loafing. Yeah, the loafing. And, man, he just he busted his butt this year. Loved it. Loved it. Especially the first part of the year, man. He was just beating people up out there. DeMar Dotson. You know, just everybody. Especially our defense. I really like our defense. And I'm a defensive guy, contrary to some popular opinions out there. Defense is my forte. So what did Shaq say about Jameis? Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Was that was the point. Man. Yeah. Uh, they asked him what what they think is going to happen or what he thinks is going to happen with Jameis Winston. And he said that he wanted Jameis Winston to stay, but he was like, man, you can't have all these turnovers. Yeah, he said, you know, everybody sees it. Everybody knows it. You just can't do that. And he, said, he was like, I hope, they correct, I hope he corrects it so he can come back next year. So nobody in the Buccaneers, nobody knows what's going on. I don't, I don't even think the front office knows yet. Yeah, well, Godwin came out and said that they like Jameis. Everybody's behind him. They want him back. Uh, but it was kind of the gist of the turnovers. And he said, I'm glad I'm not making the decision. No. Yeesh. Yeah. And then Levante Ooh. said, there's a lot of really good stuff. And then there's some stuff. I, it was what Bruce Arian said. Yeah. Uh, there's good stuff. And then some stuff that awfully makes horrible stuff. Yeah. It makes you scratch your head. Well, you know, I mean, now that he's got that LASIK, it's kind of, you're kind of like, I, I want to. Try him out again for another year. But, yeah, and how do you even – he finishes his Buccaneers contract with 30 interceptions. Like, how do you even prove, oh, I'm not going to do that anymore? What do you even do to give the team a reassurance that you're not going to do that? I mean, you had your chance. Yeah, I mean, maybe. I mean, you had your chance last season. You knew that you were in the contract year. It was the last year of your contract. You needed to play well and yeah. – he gave us a 30-interception season. Yeah, it was a show-me year, and he showed them. Uh, yeah. Right. So, yeah, right. How do you yeah, – it's a, I wouldn't want to be in the decision-making chair either. That'd be that'd be a tough one, man. be a tough one. I think I know which way I would go, but I'm not going to say it because we got this podcast coming up about the pros and cons of James Winston. I am on the con side. Molly is going to be on the pro side. So I'll tell you then which way I would go. I want everybody to vote on how we do. And – it's going to be a Twitter poll, so I'm going to control it, and then all the options are just going to say Molly. <laughs> <laughs> she will cheat. <laughs> oh, you know what? I had a follow-up. forgot all about it. Okay. Man, okay. Yes, we had talked about the Defensive Rookie of the Year Award, and who votes on this? Who is it that decides? And I had said, eh, it's probably a bunch of media guys. Well, I was right. It is the, uh, it's voted on by the Pro Football Writers Association. Uh, also known as the Associated Press Defensive Player of the Year Award. So all these awards that these players get, they're getting it by the media guys. That just doesn't seem right to me. What makes them qualified to decide that? I know. I mean, other than they report on sports. And it seems like it's a little, uh, let's use the quid pro quo phrase, because, God, I'm so sick of hearing about that. Uh, you know, these these writers... Look at Gerald McCoy, for instance. They just gushed over him. They were heartbroken when he left the Buccaneers. I've never seen them that upset about any player being cut, let alone a defensive tackle. And, I mean, these guys were literally, they wanted to burn the stadium down. All of them. And 
It's because they really liked the guy because he gave them access. You know, they could call him any time of day, whatever, and get quotes from him or whatever. After every game, Gerald McCoy sat down and counseled with the media and had, you know, they loved him. He was giving gifts away and all this good stuff. The media loved him. I'm not going to say it's one of the reasons why he got in the Pro Bowls and uh, all that good stuff, but it has to influence these guys' votes. You know, well, isn't the All Pro media? Yeah, the All Pro is made up of the. I think it's the Associated Press guys too. But you know, the, if the media has to deal with these players all the time, you know, they're they're going to have favorites. They're going to be biased. You know, the players who don't talk to them or are jerks to them, like Sue. You know, Sue. I mean, Sue's not a jerk to the media. He's just, you know, he just doesn't gush over them and give them all kinds of access and everything. You know, he goes out there, answers her questions. I think he answers her questions very well. You know, he's very football and... He's business. He's business. He's all it. business. Yeah, but, he, you know, he's not hanging out with them and, you know, giving them extra time and all that good stuff. So they're not good. You know, they do stuff. They, like, they like write bad stories about Sue. But if Sue had McCoy's personality, they'd write good stories about it. You know? So when they're, you know, doing these defensive player of the years and all that good stuff, you know they've got to be biased to this stuff, you know. It's a popularity contest, again. So, anyhow, that's the follow-up. No fact checks because we were totally perfect. The Buccaneers established a scholarship for female football players. This is according to uh, Pro NBC Sports. I'm just going to go ahead and read the article because it's real quick. It says, at a time when youth football participation is declining for boys, it's increasing for girls. Earning a college scholarship for playing football, however, has not been an option for female players. But the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will be awarding scholarships to four female football players. The Bucs announced that four female high school seniors participating in football, which includes touch, flag, or tackle, will receive $5,000 scholarships. That doesn't seem like a lot, does it? What's that, like one class in college now? Yeah. The Buccaneers have encouraged girls to play football, and a girls' flag football league in Tampa that the team sponsors is expected to have more than 200 girls participating this season. Later this month, the statewide girls' high school flag football tournament in Tampa is expected to draw more than 1,200 players. The Buccaneers are the only team with two female coaches on their staff, assistant defensive line coach Lori Locus and assistant strength and conditioning coach Morale Javadifer. No, I did not say that name right. <laughs> so anyhow, yeah, good for the Buccaneers. I didn't realize that was there was that much of a demand. Yeah, there isn't. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, uh, that's Darcy probably. You think so? Yeah. Is she into all that stuff? Yeah. Okay. She does a lot of the charity stuff and the women in red. That was her thing. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Speaking of Gerald McCoy. You know, he only signed a one-year contract with the Panthers It has well. only been zero days since we've had a Jeremy McCoy incident. <laughs> well, uh, the Baltimore media is ramping up. They, like, immediately at the end of the season started talking about signing Jeremy McCoy because, you know, they were one of the ones in the running, supposedly. Jeremy McCoy instead opted to go with a contender. The Carolina Panthers. Yeah, not that crappy Baltimore Ravens team that didn't go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so... They're uh, they're lobbying to get Jeremy McCoy to go to the Baltimore Ravens again. So we'll see how that turns out. Yeah, I'm curious to see where he goes. Man, he didn't have that great of a season. I don't know. He'll go uh, somewhere. Yeah, it'll be for... He'll get a job. It'll be for chump change, probably. Speaking of the kittens, uh, Cam Newton said during Super Bowl week that he would absolutely be back with the Panthers. However, the owner had a different opinion. <laughs> David Tepper uh, was cornered and caught on camera and asked about this. And he said, is he healthy? Tell me that, and then we can talk. Ooh. 
Yeah, it was the most. Uh, you got to see the video too because he was like, he was like, yeah, not on my watch. Basically, it was it was probably the most emphatic no I've ever heard that wasn't an outright no. Wow. Yeah, I think I think I think Tepper's gearing the fan base in Carolina up for uh, Cam Newton ain't gonna be there this year, next year. Yeah, he kind of just kind of chuckled about it too. He was like, who Cam? <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that a car part? It's a car joke. Game chef. Okay, never mind. <laughs> now, according to Greg Allman, this was interesting because, you know, we had talked about at the end of the season how none of our coaches are leaving. Uh, none of them had even been talked about going anywhere. Well, come to find out, Antoine Randall-L claimed he interviewed for the Eagles receiver's job. Uh, it ended up going to Aaron Moorhead instead, though. Why does he want to leave? That's I what I want to know. I don't think he wanted to leave, but he just... Yeah, I guess. I mean, because that's not really a step up. It's like a lateral move for right. him. Maybe he likes that area better. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, he played for Pittsburgh, so maybe he likes Pennsylvania. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have any Pennsylvania listeners. Uh, all right. So, yeah, that's a that's a big day. Big day for the Buccaneers. And guess what? It's just going to start ramping up and ramping up and ramping up. It's that time of year. Uh, you're going to be hearing a lot of draft talk. Uh, you know, it, that's all pure nonsense right now me and molly have never been into it anyhow to begin with but right now total nonsense because we don't even know what we're doing with our own quarterback you know if we get rid of Jameis, that changes our whole draft scenario you know so you can kind of ignore all the draft talk right now i know it's fun for a lot of you guys to dabble in it and speculate but just take it with a grain of salt you know until our free agency stuff gets hammered out we ain't gonna know nothing about our draft situation there's also rumors that we're trying to move up in the first place. What? Yeah, I've heard that been thrown around. Why? It started on uh, Twitter, and I think it was one of the guys that broke the LASIK stuff. Can't remember. Don't quote me on that. But it was you know, a relatively unknown person on Twitter saying that they had an inside source saying that the Buccaneers were getting together a draft package to offer the Cincinnati Bengals for the first position, first pick in the draft. And I was like, yeah, well, that sounds like complete, utter bullcrap. But then... It came out in some national stuff that the Cincinnati Bengals are shopping the first-round draft pick, and they mentioned teams that were interested, and the Buccaneers were one of them. So I don't know what that's all about, but we'll see. That would be fun. How fun would that be? Eh, no. Get the first-round draft pick? Oh, first first pick's always fun. No. Especially if you can get it without uh, being the worst team in the NFL. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But, We've been down that road before. Yeah, look at it. Here it is. Six years later, and we're I still know. trying to hammer out if we made the right decision there. Well, we know we made the right decision between him and Mariota. No doubt about that. But the only reason we would move up that far is for a quarterback. You would think. You would think. So maybe there's a quarterback that they really, really, really like. Donna, that would change everything, wouldn't it? You know, and B.A., he does he like the those rookies. rookie quarterbacks. I mean, Andrew Luck, Luck Peyton ben, Manning, Ben Roethlisberger. Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, he was involved in all of their right. drafting, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he likes those uh, rookie quarterbacks. So that's, that's you know, what's going to be filling up space, that and the uh, uniform stuff. And then you're going to hear lots of rumors about <clears throat> signings and all that. But we won't know anything until the franchise date. I can't is. remember when they are. They're early March. I don't have my phone with me. February 21st. 21st. 21st? <laughs> to 21st. Like Colin took birth. <laughs> February 25th is the first day for clubs to designate franchise or transition players, which this year we could designate both. First time that's been able to do that since the new CBA. 
So we could do that. I don't have a problem with that. So uh, that's in less than two weeks. Yep, we could. We could. But I, I think we're going to end up signing Shaq to a long-term contract. Uh, but March 10th is the deadline for clubs to designate franchise or transition players. So you've got that uh, two-week period there from February 25th to March 10th. That is going to be the next time that we have some definitive news about Buccaneers stuff. Everything from here to then is going to be speculation and rumors. That's not too bad. And we're going to be right on the forefront of all that stuff. Yeah, we <laughs> have so many. We love rumors and speculations around here. Right we just have here. so much stuff going on. Yeah. You look tired. Are you tired? You did your yoga. Ready for a nap. That yoga <laughs> wiped you out. All right, well, that's going to wrap it up for us. Uh, we'll have another podcast out probably next week. At the meantime, we're going to stick to one podcast a week, we think, until probably uh, March. I like that plan. Yeah, just to give us a break. Unless some big news breaks, and then you know we can't stop running our mouth about stuff, so we'll jump on here and gab about it. Uh, hopefully, we'll have some good stuff. I like, I like, I'm all excited about football now. You know, I'm, I'm just like, oh, what's the new uniforms going to look like? Oh, what are we going to do with Jameis now? Is he going to be better with the LASIK? Is he not? We don't know. That just throws a whole wrench into the system. What's going to happen with Phillip Rivers? He's living down in Florida now, and he's not with the Chargers, and everybody wants him on our team. There's just so much. So, yeah, I'm all up in the Buccaneers news now. Took a break. Back. With the Jameis stuff, I'm not really that worked out. I feel so confident he's coming back. Do you really? I do. Wow, see, I wish Like, I, I would probably put money on it. Do it. I'll, I'll bet you. How much would it bet? <laughs> Let's do it right here on air. <laughs> we don't normally bet for money. This is true. <laughs> <laughs> And it's oh. not appropriate for the airwaves, so <laughs> <laughs> let's just leave it there. Yeah, not very family-friendly bets. Um, let's do a dinner. Okay. Dinner of choice. You know you know, I'm taking Cap George's. You're going to have to take me out of Cap George's. See if you I thought you would say Taco Bell. <laughs> That's if you win. You're getting Taco Bell. Yeah, okay. I'll take Taco Bell. So we're going to say that right now on That's air. That's not a loss. You're saying they're going to... To re-sign more Jameis Winston. Yeah, James is coming back. Okay. I'm so certain. I'll take the position that he's not. It's not what I believe, but I'm not certain. So I'll go with the uncertainty aspect of it. All right. All right. You want to shake on it? No, don't touch me. Okay. We need to, <laughs> <laughs> we need to like spit in our hands and shake on it. Like used to do in the olden days. Back when I was back a Back when kid. you were in high school. <laughs> <laughs> You're such an ageist. All right. That's going to wrap it up for, up for us. <laughs> Get it out, Ralph. <laughs> and I haven't even been drinking today. I know. Try it again. That's going to wrap it up for us. Till next time. Go, Bucks. <laughs>